Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network. Talking AT&T, we all want to be heard. And when you're not, it's frustrating. Even if it's something as silly as the sandwich shop forgetting the extra avocado you ordered. When no one listens to you, it's frustrating. That's why it's so refreshing that AT&T is hearing you and making changes. They're giving every single customer new and existing the same deal. Check out smartphone pricing that's fair for everyone at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, got a radio show because God is in the blessing business. I just happen to be a recipient. I just happen to got a couple of things right. Um, And man, his grace and mercy carries you the rest of the way. All you got to do is get a couple of things right, and then his grace and his mercy will take over. His favor, his love of you, it's its already evident. I mean, you know, because so many times we go along without even acknowledging him or conferring with him in our decisions, and 
and we look up and we find ourselves in a predicament, and he always comes comes to the rescue. He always manages to show up. He's never too late. He's never one minute too late. And so uh, in light of this today, I wanted to talk to you about something. I, I, it's, it's another principle of success um, that I'd like to share with uh, everybody this morning. And once again, these are not things that you don't know or you've never heard before. These are just reminders along the way. And one of the things you have to be conscious of is don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to change because change is coming anyway. See, I, I have a theory. Don't be afraid to change because change is coming anyway. You know, everything changes. Nothing remains the same. Nothing. And change is inevitable. Now, you could participate in the change or you can react to the change. Are you following me? You can participate in the change or you can react to the change. But don't be afraid to change because change is coming anyway. Now, what I mean by that is this. In participating in the change or reacting in the change, there is a difference. See, if you react to the change, that means the change has occurred and now you have to make the necessary adjustments to the change. Example. The boss walks in. You think your job is good. The boss walks in and hands you a pink slip. That right there, that's a change. Now, you didn't participate in this change because you didn't ask for the pink slip. But now you got to react to the pink slip. Whenever you have to react to the change, it's an adjustment period. It almost throws you off. So change is going to come. It always does. You can participate or you can react. Or let's say your boss comes in and hands you the pink slip and you said, you know what? I've been preparing for this day. Always knew nothing lasts forever. I've been working on the sideline on the business idea I had. And I had, or I had several other applications in around town. I was just holding off to see what was going on. Go on. So when they hand you the pink slip, the transition, the adjustment you make is a lot more smoother transition because now you just transition into your new business idea that you've been working on. Are you transitioning to the apps you already had in or the contacts you made? The preparation for when the day they come in there and hand you the pink slip. Well, Steve, what did they surprise you with it? This is just one example I'm giving you. So, you know, let's let's not nitpick the message. So what I'm saying to everybody is don't be afraid to change because change is coming anyway. So many people are stuck in a rut because of our refusal to change. I was hell-bent on a certain thing going a certain way, and this is how it was going to go. Well, That that I was thinking didn't really fit. Now, in my own personal experience, this may not be yours, but in my own personal experience, the things that I've had the most trouble letting go of but needed to let go of was something I wanted. 
when I line myself up with the will of God to ask God what he wanted for me, you understand, those things came a lot more easy to me because it was in the will of God. It was what God wanted me to do too. Okay, see, what you mean by that? Okay, here we go. Okay, okay, here we go. Let me see if I can give you an example. Okay, here we go. When things were going wrong in in relationships for me, what I did was the biggest mistake I've ever made was I fixed, I attempted to fix what was wrong in my relationship outside of the relationship. You feel me? Okay. Now this is what I this this is something I came up with. That's certainly not the will of God. That's certainly not what He wants. But this is what I came up. So I'm out there working my groove like I want to. Well, now, guess what? There's a cause and effect for all of that, too. Your house ain't going to get better. It can't. And then that leaves room for some other things. And so now when the change come, guess what? I got to react to it now. I got I to gotta, I gotta have a reaction to it. Had I lined myself up in the will of God, the transition may have gone differently. It could have still ended the relationship, but guess what? Some of the pain I was in, I ain't had to go through. I bought a lot on myself. Sometimes you're pursuing a passion of yours. And what God really wants you to do is pursue your gift. So now you're pursuing your passion, right? You're passionate about golf. You love golf so much, you just determined. But now you done messed around. You ain't made it on the PGA Tour yet, and you 45 still talking about I'm going to play on the PGA Tour. Really? Okay. But you ain't made a cut. You ain't passed Q school. You ain't. See, it's, it's time for you to start thinking about a change because maybe you ain't as good as this you think, or maybe you're not as gifted as you think. Maybe you're pursuing a passion. Sometimes, man, we have to change. And we have to ask God, what is his will? His will is much simpler. It's a simpler road. Not going to be easier, but it's simpler. It's simpler. See, see, when I wake up now, it's simple for me to wake up because I know there are a few things that I have to do. I have to click this mic on. I have to be positive. I have to be inspirational. I have to be informative. I have to be uplifting. Got it. That's what he wants. So it's very simple. I don't have to figure out what I'm going to do the first 12 minutes of this show. I don't have to go in here and wonder what song I'm finna play. What I, All I got to do is sit down, close my eyes, ask God to help me be who he wants me to be. And for the most part, he tell me what to say. Now, guess what he's done, though, to create this in me? I went through enough things in my life. I had enough challenges. I made plenty of mistakes. So I, now at my age, I can turn around and tell somebody listening to me, okay, this is what I did. This is a mistake I made. Maybe you see yourself in this story right here. Maybe you don't have to go this way. Or this is what I've learned about becoming successful. Here's a principle that I learned. But then guess what? I had to be unsuccessful to get it, though, didn't I? I had to get it wrong in order to get it right. I had to be down in understanding how to crawl back up. I had to go through some pains to understand what it is to hang in there and how to get delivered from the pain. So you can't have a testimony without a test. 
Change is coming. It's inevitable. You can participate or you can react. I much prefer to participate in the change. All right, let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, we are campsite today at the ranch. Uh, the 250 boys got in yesterday. We're doing wonderful. Everything is good. It's early out here. Birds is chirping. Uh, cows is going on in. I caught four early this morning. Uh, six yesterday evening and took a walk in the rain with a flop hat smoking a cigar. I'm at the damn camp. Hell, what's up, Shirley? Hey, Steve, you've been fishing? You caught four? You've been fishing? Yeah, I caught them this morning before I got on there. All right. Early morning, good time. Mm-hmm. So while I'm on the air, I've already started the process. I'm cooking a uh, seven-pound uh, bone-in Boston butt over there. You got all the chicken thighs? <laughs> get the chicken thighs and, and get <laughs> three slabs. Yeah. You know Dude, not me. <laughs> my son out here with me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a young pro griller in the making. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm at the ranch, so y'all gonna hear a lot of noises that ain't got mm. nothing to do with this normal radio <laughs> show. <laughs> so you're in in the meat eating phase right now, huh? Yeah, I did. I was a vegan for 15 days. Right. And all of that was to get to this point right here. <laughs> now we at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just three slabs is good, son. I see. Yeah, yeah. You put them. It's three in a pack. I just got to keep talking with him. You know, y'all know how I get when I get out here. Yeah, you yeah. be. You be brand new. You be on yeah. another level. So distracted too. Not yes. to mention, yeah. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. So y'all quit waiting to hear your name. Good morning, Steve. Holly. What's up with well, you, morning, boy? Uh, well, good morning. <laughs> Don't get down there. Yeah, I'm out here. You know, passing out instructions. I'm mentoring. <laughs> uh, and I'm barbecuing. <laughs> Wait, you doing what, Steve? <laughs> I'm mentoring and barbecuing. Yeah. And passing out instructions. Because the vegan thing is over. I, I was a vegan for 15 days. We know. After Father's Day, I'm going to go back to being a vegan. Okay. Oh, okay. All the way up to July 8th. How, how much meat, Steve, do you think you'll consume during this uh, mentor-queuing? I'll well, I mean, already? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how much? Yeah, this is mentor-queuing. Mentor-queuing. How much meat I'm going to consume or cook? No, c- c- both. Both. Let's have both. First, how much do you think you'll well, cook? Well, let me explain something to you. Uh-huh. I didn't ate already. How much? Let's go in terms of like body weight. Pounds, yeah. Yep. Pounds. So, so we can. No, I don't know about pounds. Right, look, you add them up for me. I ate twenty. I ate twenty chicken wings yesterday. Twenty chicken wings. I had one all two, beef ground chuck burger yesterday. Okay. Two Earl Campbell hot links. We're at right at five pounds, I think. Yeah, of five meat. pounds of meat. I right had there. a tablespoon of slaw. <laughs> Tablespoon and a half a bowl of baked beans. Gotta get those veggies. That was your vegetables. Yeah, gotta get those veggies in there, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, just a tablespoon of (laughs) slaw. I didn't want it interfering with nothing. All right, uh, we'll continue. And I'll tell you what's on the grill right now. I'll take a picture for you and you can put it on the website. (laughs) All right, we'll be back with uh, more of something funny. We'll just do something funny. Steve's at the ranch. He's mentecuing. We'll be back at uh, at 32 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Steve, it is time for something funny. You are at your mentoring camp, and uh, how's it going? Tell us about it. I, I know you've eaten a lot of meat. We've counted so far about how many pounds? Five pounds of meat Five so far yeah. that you've eaten. Now, today is when it gets, you know, a little bit more. What? A little bit more A little bit more active with the meat. Uh, this <laughs> morning I put on, uh, the reason I sound like this, y'all, is because I'm out in the woods. And we're doing. I'm doing the radio show from in the middle of the woods. Okay. I'm at a really nice cabin, but in the middle of the woods, about look like about a two-acre lake in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm in the back. I'm on the backyard in a porta-cachet covered. Mm-hmm. It's nice out here. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful. But the sound. This is what you get when I'm at this ranch. So this is it. So we good. I'm um, out here. The 250 boys okay, are already nice. here. They got in yesterday. Mm-hmm. I met last night for the first time with the 250 mothers, the junior counselors and everything. And so the program is on. My buddy Frank Hollum, who you're going to hear from a little bit later today, who runs my boys' mentoring program and got a book out called Manhood 101, which is a program that we created uh, to just talk to our boys about manhood. Another boy that we had coming was scheduled to come to the camp got sentenced yesterday and taken to prison (gasps) so you know man what we're trying to do is effectively change the lives of young men in these neighborhoods that do not get the proper mentorship they got the wrong role models man and if you don't put the right man in front of a little boy if you don't keep the right image in front of him, he gonna be a man. It's just he gonna be the one that he closely identifies with. Wow. And if it's trouble, then we gonna go do trouble. Cause I wanna be like you. And that's what this program uh, has to deal with. But we got a lot of success stories. We got far more success stories than we do failures. These are just boys that didn't make it to the camp. Mm. Wow. Got so many tremendous turnaround stories. Frank will be here today to talk about it. But uh, let's let's talk about this for a minute, Shirley Crew. Uh huh. What's that about? This morning. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got up. I caught four fish <laughs> early. <laughs> then I came on over to the backyard and I started getting ready. I got a master-built electric smoker mm-hmm. that my man John Macklemore gives me every year. Oh, nice. I'm gonna take a picture of it, put it on website. Uh, mm. I couldn't find a big. Uh, Boston butt. I only found a seven pounder. So I got a seven pound Boston butt completely injected. Uh, and what injected with? What is that? Season? What's your seasoning? What's it about? I'm, I injected it with this sauce called Cuz. C U Z. Cuz. And the slogan on the bottom is. Cause it go every, it cause it go good with everything. <laughs> cause it go good on everything. Okay. Uh-huh. So they call it cause. So I injected it with cause because I didn't get my right injections that I normally do. But I'm out here in the woods. What can I do? I don't have my regular rub, but I made a rub today. And uh, oh, what would you use? What ingredients? Uh, I can't tell you that. I had to kill you. <laughs> oh, it's a secret? <laughs> Barbecue is life or death? Is this about mentoring or yeah. is this about barbecuing? Mentorcuing. <laughs> yeah. but, but life or death? Well, this is barbecuing right now. <laughs> All right. And I cannot tell you what Can it you is. tell us one but thing you can that's start in with some paprika. Okay. okay. Paprika. Right, that's probably the least yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. but okay. 
No, no, paprika is the majority because that's how you get the red color. Mm, okay. You, you kind of want a reddish tone on it a little bit because when it barks, it's better. Bark is when you put it in there and it uh, creates like a crust on the outside of the meat. Kind of what you like when you sear a steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's okay. called the bark on the outside of it. So for every hour that I uh, have it, every hour that I'm, every, for every pound, I put it in there for one hour on 225. So it'll be in there for almost seven hours today. Then I take it out, and after the seven hours is up, I take it inside, and I was laying in that naked. I take it inside, and I wrap it in foil six times. I put it back in there for three and a half hours, half the time. Mm-hmm. And what happens after that? And then, then I take it out, and then you can pull the bone out with your finger. Oh. So it's like fall. It's that tender. Oh, man. Fall off the, the bone tender. Wow. Oh, girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> So that's already started, and then uh, uh-huh. I'm gonna do three slabs this morning. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. When do you have time? So to by the time this radio show over with, the ribs will be ready. When do you have time to yeah. eat this meat? Yeah, and and, and mentor. <laughs> yeah. When when the mentor starts? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, that mentoring that's going on all day. Oh, yeah. okay. I got a lot of men out here, a lot of frat brothers, oh, yeah. Frank down there. Yeah. They run that camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got about 50, 60 men down there. Most of them Qs, mm-hmm. Omega Sci Fi men of Omega. Oh, that's nice. Come down and volunteer. They stay with the boys. They don't stay at hotels. They stay in the tents with the boys. They sleep on cots with them. Mm-hmm. They let them boys know, look, we care about you. We ride or die with you. Oh, nice. That that that's it what's is up. Really that, yeah, it really is. It that mm-hmm. could, and that can that's make all mentor. the difference. Yeah. It yeah. really can in their lives. Oh man, you don't yeah. know the lives we've changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank will be here to talk about some of it a little bit later on. Frank Hollum, uh, the author of Manhood 101, and he's going to be here to tell us about some of the boys, the success stories, the progress, what we do, because he's the guy that makes it all. He's the grounds on boots on the ground guy for me. I'm, you know, I'm the celebrity. <laughs> oh, you the star. That explains the barbecue. Yeah, I come in and get You're all the cooking credit. celebrity, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I get all the damn credit. And then if they need money, then I got to pay. All right, uh, we'll be talking about mentoring, among other things, all morning long. Okay, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up next, it's the nephews run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you. Jamie Foxx is in the news, and San Francisco has their first black mayor. How about that? Okay. She's a female, too. Um, We'll tell you all about that at the top of the hour, but right now it is time to run that prank back. Junior, set it up, please. Yeah, I dropped your wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's our time to do it. Yes, yes. I dropped your wife. Yeah. (laughs) Run it, cat. Wow. Sound just you like sound it. Just like, so just like it, man. All aggressive. <laughs> Only thing different, you're a little taller. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm team time. And fast. He's a half fast. That's a shame, Jack. I'm team time, yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Tony. This is Tony. Tony, how you doing? This is Nephew Tommy. 
Hey, nephew Tommy. I can't believe you're calling me. Oh, my God. You sent an email in to prank your aunt. Yes. Oh, my God. I sent that, like, months ago. I didn't think you were going to call me. Yes, I'm calling you now. How long y'all been married? Eight years. Okay. Eight years. He, he's, that's my heart. Okay. Let me ask you something. What makes your husband just go off? What can I do that you know oh. that's, a, that's a button for him that you don't want to push? Anything that has to do with me. Let me tell you, he is crazy about me. <laughs> if anybody messes with me, if anybody tries to go off on me, he will lose it. Okay, okay. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know what? You know what? Okay, check this out. Okay. Can you click over on a three-way? Can you call him? Uh, okay, I can call it from my phone. But you're going to be on the phone, right? Yeah, I want I want him to think okay. that I got your phone. Okay. I tell you what, well, you just click over and get him on the line. Just click <laughs> over. So when you click back, you can't say nothing else. You got to be quiet. Okay. Because at the end, I'm going to let you talk to him, okay? Okay, hold on. Tommy, you there? I'm here. Okay, it's ringing. All right, you hit mute or something, okay? Okay. 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 Hey, what's up, baby? Uh, no. This, this. How you? Is this, is this Darren? Yeah, this Darren. Who is this? Uh, hey, we got a bit of a situation with with Tony, yeah, man. Yeah, we got a situation for real. You, this my wife's phone. Who is this? This, uh, actually, Why man. Are you we, 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 bro? Who, who is this? We're trying to get uh, Tony actually twisted her ankle, man. So we got to get her to the uh, emergency room and get her checked out. She twisted her ankle. How she, how she twist? Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Who, who did you say? Who is this? How did Tony twist her ankle? Actually, she 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 fell. And All right, man, look, look. My wife is with her mom right now. Who who, who and who are you? How how she twist her ankle? And why are you calling me? Why isn't her mother or somebody calling me? Who is this? You never told me uh, your name, bro. No, I'm a friend, man. She didn't fall. I actually dropped her. Whoa, 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 whoa. How, how, you, how did you drop her? What, what do you mean you dropped her? We had a couple of drinks at the hotel, man, and she... Oh, she... hotel? Wait, wait, wait. Hotel? What the hell you mean a hotel? My wife's supposed to be over her mom's house. Now, you calling me from her phone talking about you dropped her? Y'all at some hotel? What, why y'all even at a hotel? What, do you, what the hell are you talking about a hotel, bruh? Where the f is my wife? Where is Tony? Why, well, why ain't Tony on the phone? Why hey, dude, you gotta calm. You gotta calm down, man. Calm, you no, gotta calm. calm. We in a situation. Uh, right? You calling me from my wife's phone? Tell me she hurt. You dropped her. Y'all at a hotel. She's supposed to be at mom's house. Bro, where is my wife, man? She's it. Tony. I got it. I got it. Just hang on. So, Tony, I got put my wife on the phone, man. Hey, dude. Just I need you to calm down, man. No, she no, in no, no, no. I need you to calm down. No, no, no. You talking about you about to go to an emergency room? You dropped my wife. Y'all at a hotel. No, get put my on the phone before your be in the emergency room. Hey, man, listen, you got to calm down. Tony already embarrassed man, listen, about dude, I don't even know who the hell you are. You still ain't told me your name. Put Tony on the phone, bro. I'm a, listen, man, you got to chill out, man. I'm just a friend, okay? Hey, man, I'm a friend, you, but... I tell you what, I tell you what, in the emergency room, tell me where y'all at. I'll come to the hotel, i get my own wife and take her wherever she needs to be. No, tell I, me where I, you I, at. We, we, as soon as Tony get dressed, man, I'm going to get her there, okay? What? As soon as she get dressed? What do you mean as soon... Hey, man, real talk, dog, where y'all at, man? Where you? Put Tony on the phone, man. I'm not putting Tony on YouTube too irate, man. man. Why are you screaming and hollering, dude? I swear to God, I swear to God, if I find out where y'all at, I'm going to come over. It's going to be one for you and Tony. Hey, hey, man, where y'all at, bro? I'm, I'm cool. Where y'all at?
Tell me where y'all no, at. No, no, no. I tell you what, man. I'm gonna get Tony's uh, le- uh, ankle taken care of, and we'll get somebody to drop her back off at the house. Okay? I, I, I'll take. I'll, I'll drop her off at the house, man. Just tell me where y'all at. I want to come get my wife. I want to make sure she get the treatment that she need, bro. Tell me where y'all at. Don't go nowhere. I want you to be there when I come and get her. Don't go nowhere. Where y'all at? I can't do it. I, I mean, we didn't. Put, on, put, put Tony on the phone, man. Put put my wife hey, on man, the phone. I'm not. Listen, let dude. me talk to my. Wife, bro. Hey, man, it's the reason why I'm calling, man. She embarrassed about all of this. And now she gonna be more than embarrassed. One, hey, okay, it's cool. Ain't tell ain't no need to be embarrassed. I love her, man. That's my girl, man. Let me let me holler at my wife, bro. Please, no, that's all no, I'm asking. No, 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 no. I already Give know, my man. Wife a phone, bro. Listen, dude. Hey, man, look, dog. Real talk. You still ain't telling me who the you want, dog. All I know is you calling me talking about you in some hotel with my wife. And look, let me tell you something. Girl, don't let that leg, that ankle, whatever you say is wrong with my wife. Get your Whoops, dog, I'm telling you, when I find out who you are, I'm busting your Put my wife on the phone, man. That's all. That's my last time asking you, dog. I promise. It's, it's, hey, it's, hey, man, what? But see, man, you too irate, man. You too irate. Put my wife on the phone, bro. That's all I'm saying. You better leave town. That's what I'm saying. You got to leave town, my man. You better leave Tony, town. Do you want to, you want to talk to Tony? Do you want to talk? Let Tony decide if she want to talk to you or not, okay? Yeah, yeah. Put her, yeah, let her decide. Tony, do you want, do you want, to, do you want to talk to him, Tony? Don't even ask him. Hey, man, you... Guys, a new survey has found that many women are still loving dad bods. You know what dad bods are when they have a little uh, love, right. a little love That's right, say, around baby. the middle, okay? <laughs> new survey found that 67% of women found dad bods attractive. 62. What? That's, that's Jay slapping that's the bad his right there. dad bod. Let's keep your lights on right here, baby. <laughs> yeah, you better tell him, Jay. Let's keep your dad bod has been around for a while, making money. Yeah. <laughs> See, women, women like that. 62% of women went as far as to say the dad bods were sexy. Uh, so there you go. They like dad bods. Coming out Guys, you know what it is yeah, about the dad bod? don't care about chilling. six packs. What is it, Steve? <laughs> the thing for me with a dad bod is. This is not gut or stomach. Mm-hmm. This is actually income. <laughs> yes. I like yes, it. it is. I like it. 
<laughs> well, the women like it, Steve, so hey, keep doing what you're doing uh, as far as that income is concerned. Coming up next in entertainment news, Jamie Foxx. Man, this story is kind of crazy. Uh, and uh, Black Girl Magic in San Francisco. We'll talk about that as well right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up in 20 minutes on this Father's Day weekend, we're going to talk about backlash. Uh, Target is receiving over um, some baby daddy greeting cards, guys. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard me. Uh, we'll get, Wait a yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> First, we got to tell you this uh, Jamie Foxx story. Uh, a woman is accusing Jamie of slapping her in the face, okay? Uh, but not with his hand. Not with his hand. Think lower, lower than his hand. Knee? Much lower. Uh, the alleged incident took place in 2002. The unidentified woman claims that she and a friend were at Jamie's house in Las Vegas for a party uh, when he asked her to sing into his sugar stick. Well, when she refused, he allegedly slapped her in the face with it. Uh, she went to the hospital in Los Angeles the next day to be treated for a severe panic attack. However, she didn't make it into the police station to report the incident until last week. Jamie denies that the incident ever happened and plans to file his own police report. According to Jamie's lawyer, the first time he became aware of this woman's absurd claims about an incident that supposedly occurred 16 years ago. So there you go. Slap in the face with you the know what? stick. <laughs> yeah, Steve, wow. what? What is it? You know, I mean, come on now. Say it. And I just don't, I don't, I don't you know, does it make sense? If it happens, well, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't know I if mean, it happened. I mean, you know happened. what, look. See, you know what? It, it's, it's, a, it's a perilous position for me to be in because he's a friend of mine. Okay. And we then understand. I have actually seen lots of my friends get falsely accused of something mm -hmm. for people trying to get some money, trying to get a settlement check. Hey, we can all make this go away for 50000 I've seen it. A minimum of a hundred times. Wow. Well, that I, it happens to celebrities all the time. Every woman that comes forward is not playing. There are women who come forward who have some real claims against people. Oh, absolutely. The and they Me should Too be dealt movement. with, addressed, Proof and you that. shouldn't be allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. They're victims. But this yeah. right here, 16 years old, he slapped you in the face with his penis. Well, Jamie says we'll, years ago. we'll have to see how this story plays out, Steve, because he said he's planning on filing his own police report. We'll see how that goes. Uh, he has an attorney looking into it. So we'll see how it goes. This happened allegedly in 2002. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Wow. Yeah, oh, it's man. a crazy story, I though. Just... Uh -uh. That's Careful. a crazy story. Yeah, it really yes. is, Steve. It, yes. it really, really is. The the Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we're moving on now. Uh, black Girl Magic in the Bay Area. Uh, San Francisco is getting its first black female mayor. Congratulations. City Supervisor London Breed has finally emerged victorious after eight days of tallying votes. Uh, Breed, who grew up poor in the city, ran on a platform of alleviating San Francisco's homeless problem while maintaining its overall economic momentum. Uh, the June 5th election was held to uh, fill the slot left by the death of Mayor Ed Lee in December. I remember when he passed away. 
So now they finally fill that slot. So congratulations to London Breed. All right. Now Steve Missan is here with our national news. Please introduce her. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. This is Antrip with the news. Okay, the results of an independent report into how the investigation to Hillary Clinton's emails was conducted finds mistakes, but no political motivation. Inspector General Michael Horowitz says that uh, while former FBI Director James Comey did act in an extraordinary and insubordinate way by taking over the emails probe from his bosses at the Justice Department, that investigators found no evidence that the probe was tainted by any political bias. The Inspector General, though, has, uh, however, referred five FBI officials for possible internal disciplinary action. Looks like the Trump administration will not be moved from its zero tolerance policy where it concerns undocumented immigrants arriving at the U.S. border with their children. Adults are being separated from their children, and the White House says it's part of a broad and necessary crackdown on illegal immigration. Now, when challenged by the Capitol Hill press corps yesterday in Sarah, they were yelling back at her. Sari Huckabee Sanders blamed it all on the Democrats. The separation of illegal fam- alien families is the product of the same legal loopholes that Democrats refuse to close. And these laws are the same that have been on the books for over a decade. And the president is simply enforcing them. Yeah. Well, anyway, nevertheless, the policy has sparked widespread criticism from Christians as well as other faiths. A group of Catholic bishops, for instance, in Miami described the family separation policy as immoral. One bishop even suggesting that Catholics who participating in the policy could be stripped of their right to receive the sacraments. Southern Baptists at their annual meeting this week in Texas spoke out against the family separation policy, as did an interfaith group convened by the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. Dire news from the trustees who oversee both Medicare and Social Security programs. They say that they're not looking too strong. In fact, they say it looks like Medicare's fund for patient care could run out of money in 2026 and that Social Security could become insolvent or bankrupt by the year 2034. Target and American Greetings apologizing for putting out a Father's Day card with a black couple on the front that reads, baby daddy instead of dad or father. A number of African-American shoppers were offended, posting pictures of the card online, complained to the store and the company that made the card that it promotes a stereotype about black men that they don't marry before having children and that their children don't carry their names. So they didn't want that at all. It uh, seems that uh, uh, Albert Einstein's theories weren't all that, you know, great and enlightening. The renowned physicist expressed racist views, for instance, about Chinese people in the early tw- 1920s. His uh, diary, diary translated says he complains about Chinese people's, quote, abundance of offspring and said, quote, it would be a pity if these Chinese supplant all other races for the likes of us. The mere thought is unspeakably dreary. Now, you got that. But then on the other hand, Einstein, Einstein rather fled his Nazi Germany to get away from the Nazis uh, later selling in the U.S., and he called racism the disease of white people, and he fought against segregation. So, you know, some good things, some bad things. Today, finally, National Smile Power Day. Ah, I would miss everybody's smiles. We'll be back with more entertainment at today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Target is in the hot seat now, guys, apologizing uh, to offended customers after shoppers began slamming Target for offering baby daddy greeting cards ahead of Father's Day uh, this weekend. And after one Twitter user, yeah, what? After one Twitter user uh, called them um, an insult to black fathers and a slap in the face to the African-American community as a whole, 
Um, as a whole, we want all guests to feel welcomed and respected when they shop at Target. This is according to uh, Joshua Thomas, uh, a spokesperson for Target. He shared the statement on uh, Fox News. He said, uh, we were made aware of some concerns about this card last week and are working with our vendor to uh, have it removed from Target stores. One commenter pointed out that the inside of the card used the words husband and father and included a happy Father's Day and baby daddy is not a term of endearment. So uh, what do you think about the baby daddy, uh, baby daddy greeting card, Steve, and guys? I mean, does it have black people on the face of it? Yes, as the image. Uh -huh. Did they rhyme it? Yes. Was it rhyming? What do you mean? So, like I mean, uh, happy baby daddy day. Well, <laughs> see, <laughs> it, oh. you know what? It's, it's like this. There are a lot of women who refer to the father, that's my baby's daddy. That may not be their husband. They may not even be in a relationship with him. This is the child of my father. And that little humorous term is that's my baby daddy. You know. Card. You're saying it's a fact that that is your baby's daddy. Oh, that dad. is that a is fact. A, I, I wouldn't rate Target over the coals for this. It's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if, if, if people find it offensive, then just go ahead and take the card off the shelves and they said they do I that. I think they're doing That's that. That's it. But yeah. you know, the heads of targets don't read every card that comes through the door. You don't know. You got buyers in every division of all these big stores. You got the greeting card buyer, you got the, you know, food buyer, you got the poultry, you get you know, fish, you got the produce section. You know, these buyers, man, you never know. They could have just slid one in on them, you know. The makers of the card, hey, we got these great cards, da da da. I don't know that they read every single card that goes through. They order their father's day card from Hallmark or whoever. I think this one could have got in there. I don't. I don't find it to be that. You yeah. know. Well, good thing they didn't have a I card. Mean, what, the one that I was called o, ODB. Oh. <laughs> what? What? Target don't have that one. Come on, you know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember uh, some years ago when Fantasia put that song yeah, out, Baby people, Mama? She caught a lot of flack yeah, for that Yeah, she caught song. a lot yeah. of flack yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, do they have a, he ain't my daddy, but he here called? <laughs> <laughs> had out? Nah. Yeah. For the That's, ones that, that yeah. are there? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they, where that one at? <laughs> he ain't daddy, I'm but I'm feeding him. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. it, it's American greeting card, by the way. It's an American greeting yeah. card. Yeah. All right, well, go to all social media at Steve Harvey FM if you want to comment on the baby daddy greeting card, okay? Uh, coming up next in about 10 minutes, J. Anthony Brown is here to murder another What? <laughs> Look at California by Mays. You all know right. it. Okay. All right. right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Steve, happy Father's Day to you, to J. Anthony Brown. Uh, wow. Junior. Hey, Junior's an uncle, but he's a dad. Uncle Daddy. Yeah, feel like it. <laughs> He's a what? Uncle, uncle daddy. daddy. Junior's an uncle daddy. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. No, yeah. that don't count, sorry. No, it don't <laughs> really count. You won't be getting a card. You won't, no, you you won't be getting a greeting no. card. Hell no, you ain't getting no card. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no, you ain't no father. No. Now, see, you can get out of being uncle daddy. You, can you ain't got to show You can leave if you're Uncle yeah. Daddy. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You ain't got to pay child support if you Uncle Daddy. No, you ain't getting no damn card, Junior, and quit asking for I that. didn't even ask for a shirt. Junior, said, don't nobody show up at your show said. if you're Uncle Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I said you were Uncle oh. Daddy. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, Uncle Daddy is good, but no, nah, you don't have no trouble if you're Uncle Daddy, man.
really don't. No, nah, Uncle Daddy, uh-uh. uh-uh. You get no card. Me and Jay not going to sit here and let you get it. <laughs> All right, well, well Jay is All here the to hell do we didn't call. <laughs> Introduce Dang. Jay, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, the other father, Jay, <laughs> Father Brown. <laughs> All right, Steve. Now, you, we had some, some decisions and choices and, you know, discussions about where LeBron Brown is going. Mm-hmm. So I just put it in the song. I oh, don't know. What? I don't know where he's going, but this the song makes it sound good. Okay. So, so check it out on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. Miami, you ain't going back. Dwayne Wade understand, you know he got your back. And JR ain't getting a new contract. The Lakers got big money, they can pay the cap. You got to clip a team trying skimming and dreaming. Or you can work on your acting, not singing. I know you're married, so thank God you're not single. And you can wear your crazy outfits like in Cleveland. You be in Hollywood, where we're rolling light up. Hit the J-Spot comedy in Inglewood. Jay, that was hot. I yes, it. it was. Jay, that Bro, was hot, man. Junior, thank you, man. man. That's man, that was right hot, there. though, That Jay. really was. <laughs> yeah, that's nice giving all that to Ralph Hoffman. <laughs> Don't that, man. That's, that's good, my dog. Jay. No, that's my dog, man. I got to give him shit. No, shout that's out. your dog. He, that's good. But he helps make the song. Name. He makes it sound good, man. No, he makes the song. Yeah. Ralph Hoffman, we going to get in the studio with him, Jay. We going to do this album. We got to, man. Y'all going to do an album? Man, we got to, man. No, we going to do an album. <laughs> Me and Erica Badu did an album. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Back in the 90s. Oh, wow. And Erica Badu yeah. had an album out called Section 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to do it, man. Now you yeah, gotta... All our songs was about poverty. Okay, okay, yeah. Now, you promise you go so to... So, we're going to do something, man. Living Room Productions. You're going to go over to the house of Living Room Productions, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that. Good, good. Hey, man. Um, it was. What's happening, Steve? <sighs> What's, what's going on? I was going to say, Shirley. Did you flip the meat <laughs> over? Did yeah. you flip the meat over? No, nah, I got my butt going. I got to get this. I got to get the charcoal put in the egg right now. I'm going to film that. I'm going to put the charcoal in the egg. Uh-huh. You want us to wait while you go do that? Because I said ain't nobody did nothing. <laughs> huh? You want us to wait while you go do that? You know, while they playing a song, I'm going to go over there and do it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I going right now. You have a lot of stuff going on this morning, sir. Girl. Visions. Girl. <laughs> All right, go to all social media at Steve Harvey FM and uh, tell us what you're doing to mentor young people, okay? Up next, um, another prank phone call for you from him, the nephew, as played by Junior this morning. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's Strawberry Letter subject. I don't deserve any of this, but right now, Junior is here for the nephew uh, for the prank phone call of the day. What you got, uh, what you got, Junior? Muscle Marvin. <laughs> it's Muscle Marvin. On Father's Day. On Father's, On Father's Day, day Muscle Marvin. <laughs> Run it, cat. Uh, I love it. Hello, this is Marvin. I'm, I'm trying to reach uh, Muscle Marvin. Yeah, this is me. What's cracking? Hey, uh, you, you, you the guy that do the training up there at, uh, at the gym? Yeah, what's up? Trying to get in one of my classes or something? Okay, what kind of classes you got? Well, let me see. I got aerobics, martial arts, and I got bodybuilding classes. So uh, it's really about whatever you want to do. Okay. You, you, uh, you teach martial arts too? Yeah, I'm third degree black belt, man. I've, you know, I've been doing martial arts before I started the bodybuilding or whatever. Oh, oh, okay, okay. No, I, I, I ain't trying. To... Okay, listen. Uh, my, my, um, my wife actually been coming to that gym for at least two or three years now. Okay. Now the problem that I'm having, man, is that I wanted to call and just be a man and call and specifically talk to you, but my wife is telling me that when she comes to the gym, that Muscle Marvin is always asking her about personal training, trying to get her to pay for personal training and uh, be in one of your boot camp whoa, classes. Whoa, or... whoa, whoa, hold up, homie. Hey, man, check this out, man. I don't ask people to train them. People ask me to train them. I got three classes in each thing that I do, bruh. I got too many folks already, man. I spend most of my time trying to get a break, man. What are you talking about? I'm asking somebody to train. My wife is telling me, man, when she come up to the gym, it's hard for her to work out because Muscle Marvin is, you know, always hounding her, you know, flexing, you you taking your shirt off. People ain't supposed to be taking their shirt off in the gym. You got your, your chest, your, your, your n*** is jumping from side to side. You know, I don't know what all this is about, you know what I'm saying? But I'm calling you as a man to tell you this right here, this right here, this right here finna stop, man. Oh, hold on, man. Watch the way you talking to me, bro. I already told you, man. I don't be asking nobody to train. And as a matter of fact, man, who is your wife? Understand this is a gym and women come through here every day, bro. Bro, I don't know who your, who is your wife specifically. My wife is Corin. Corin. All right, and I told you earlier, I'm Jason. We the okay? And the problem is, is that you running up on my wife, man. Hey. Now, I don't, I don't know if you ain't, I don't know what the deal is you're attracted to or what, but you keep running up on her about taking, uh, you know, taking personal training, getting personal training from you. She don't need all that, but she can't even come up there and hey, work boy, out by herself. Out, man. you flexing all the Jason, damn time, man. Now, you tripping, man. I done told your I don't know who your wife is, but you're starting to run me hot. Listen, man, I don't know who your wife is. I don't know no Corin. I don't even know it's you, Corin. C-O-R-I-N. Corin, man. Corin. You telling me you calling me like a man. If you want to be a man, bring your up here to where I'm at, man. All you got to do is come up here, and you can talk to me in my face since you a man, because only cowards talk over the phone. Okay, All well, let me explain something you to you, man. To I'm not I'm your at. coward. I'm going to tell you this here, Mr. Muscle Marvin. You know where I'm at since your wife trained up here. I ain't asked your wife to do nothing, man. You done lost your mind. Hey, check this out, bro. Bro, watch the way you handle me. No, no, you watch the way you handling me and the way you running up on my wife. I tell you what, here go, here go your warning, Muscle Marvin. Let my wife come on one more time telling me you got your n- jumping all in the mirror, got your shirt off instead of running up on you. I'm coming up there to this gym and I'm whooping your I don't give a damn how many muscles you got. You coming to where? Take this out, man. I'm at right now. Bring your tired 
folks up here and your wife, and anything you got to do with me, we can do right now. What you got to wait till the next time for when you can bring your ragged up here, your $2.05 up here right now, and we can take care of this issue right now, bruh, because I don't run from nothing. I ain't scared of nothing but Jesus, so whatever you talking about, partner, let's get it cracking, man. You ain't got to wait till tomorrow for what you can do today. I don't care nothing about your martial arts, man. I don't care nothing about no Bruce Lee. I don't care nothing about none of that. I don't give a damn about no martial arts either. We go go to the hood with this. We go take it to the then. Wherever we got to take it. But you ain't going to be running up on my wife, man, about your damn bodybuilding. Man, I done told you for the last... Time that I don't know who your wife is. I deal with women all day long. This a gym. I don't walk around here with my shirt off. I got on a damn t-shirt. So this why is my wife telling me you the one running up on her, flexing you with all your muscles and all this, man? Why, Mr. Muscle Marvin? Because I flex when I finish lifting. If you would know what a muscle really look or feel like, you would understand the process of that. But obviously, since I don't ever see your little 22 pound up here. We don't know that area. Don't you tell me about muscles. I got muscles too, Muscle Marvin. Now, I might not be in the gym flexing them every day, but I got muscles too. You got muscles? You don't know what you're dealing with, boy. I'm benching 185. You hear me? Well, you benching 185? I'm benching 185. I got muscles too, Mr. Muscle Marvin. You gonna quit disrespecting me when I'm not at the gym. Run up on my wife, man. You hear me? I disrespect people who disrespect me. You call me with this... Man, I told you in the very beginning, I didn't know who your wife was. Now you started trying to make me know somebody I don't know, bro. I don't have time for this. I'm going to whoop your slow talking if you run up on my wife again. I'm going to fall with your ignorant because it's obvious you a coward. You ain't no man because you just took the offer when I told you to bring your little up here. And we could have figured this here out in person. You want to talk fly over the phone, get up off your and come down here and we can take care of this right now. You ain't got to make no threats over the phone, bro. Bring your little up here to where I'm at. You ignorant. I don't feel like that I got too much other to do. Get off the phone. Hey, man, I got something else I need to say to you. Would you listen to me? Bruh, don't do yourself like that. It's going to be a misunderstanding, and you ain't prepared to handle it. I got one more thing I need to say to you. Is you listening? I'm, yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening for you to say you got your 185-pound on your way down here to so we can take care of this here. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy, you said what? <laughs> Hello? Man, what did you say? <laughs> Muscle Marvin. Oh, Muscle, Muscle man. Marvin. You all right, man? <laughs> oh, man. You good. You good, homie. You good. <laughs> Muscle Marvin, I got you. Man, I'm going to slap <laughs> Out there, one of these 45-pound dumbbells when I see this man. Man, y'all tripping, man. You all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey, I got one more thing I got to ask you, man. What is what is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? Man, the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? Boy, king of pranks. <laughs> what? Huh? Go, Junior. Muscle Marvin. Do it, it. Do it, Junior. Because <laughs> I, I, I am mean, everything. No, ask, are you ignorant? Come That's on. It. Come on, am I everything? <laughs> Was I ignorant? <laughs> am I king of pranks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. You play too much. All of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm.
Well, it's gonna happen. Huh? Uh huh. Nope. You don't have no plugs. Wait, 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 wait hold on, hold yeah, on. This the part I don't want. That, that, that it's gonna happen. <laughs> nah, I'm oh. just stepping in for time. Here you go. Here you go. You ready? <laughs> oh no, you're stepping in for time, and yeah. you're gonna get some of this. Yeah, you gotta get this ass. <laughs> you gotta say who is it? Who? Who is it? <laughs> you're supposed to say I'm oh. Junior. I'm not Tommy. <laughs> I'm tall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a tall. I'm a tall person. I'm fast. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all good. Uh, uh, Nasty, man. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank job, you. Thank you. Thank you, Junior. Huh? Uh, in, in for it's the next like today. Here, yeah. It? Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour. Yes. Right about four minutes after it will be today's strawberry letter. We have another one for you. Uh, the subject is, I don't deserve any of this. Hey, damn it, mm. I heard that. I don't deserve <laughs> any of <laughs> And pay good money. <laughs> I don't Stupid deserve day. any of this. <laughs> Coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time for today's Strawberry Letter. And uh, if you need any advice on relationships, on dating, on work, on sex, on parenting, and more, Please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Steve, right? You know what, Shirley? You're exactly right. Aw. This is fabulous. Aw, look at you. How many letters we get? What, we get thousands? Thousands, Steve, thousands. And we need thousands Mm -hmm. more. So keep sending them, and we can read your letter on the air. But we can't do but one a day, so if y'all didn't send in a thousand, we got enough for three years. Go to steveharveyfm.com. Well, we can't lie to him and tell him we got five. <laughs> Click submit strawberry letter. Five letters. Because somebody at the house was going, well, I was going to send one, but hell, Steve say they got enough. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's like voting. <laughs> Send them in. Send them in. Cast your so letter. So we ain't good, but about two, three letters. That's what you're saying? Uh, we need as many as we, we can get. We just begging for nothing. <laughs> we need as many letters as we can get. People out there have issues, Steve, and we're here to help. All right. Come on, Junior. Do your best impression of the nephew right now. Buckle up. Hold on tight. Time for the strawberry letter. Huh. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Thank you, Junior, <laughs> a.k.a. nephew. Subject, I don't deserve any of this, okay? Dear Stephen Shirley, I have coached baseball for 10 years, and in those 10 years, I have never had a child quit my team, nor have any parents ever complained about my coaching style. Well, last year, a parent from the opposing team yelled at me and called me out of my name. It was all over whether or not his son was safe or not, safe or out during a game. Things got heated and we had a shouting match in the parking lot. Other parents and kids were around, but I didn't see it as a big deal. My team went on to win the Pee Wee Championship for 2017. After the big championship game, that same parent that I had argued with started rumors that I was a hothead with a bad temper and I should be replaced as the coach. I ended up having to go in front of our local parks and recreation board to dispute the claims. After hearing from me and several witnesses, I was suspended indefinitely from coaching minors. This was a devastating blow because it's my daughter's first year on the Pee Wee team and I won't be able to coach her. I also have been permanently banned from all of the parks, so I can't even attend my daughter's games. This is all a big mess. I merely argued with this other parent. 
I did not put my hands on him. Coaching baseball is my passion. So what can I do to clear my name and get back to doing what I love? Please help. Wow. So sorry this happened to you. This is crazy. Uh, This is an unbelievable story. And, And shame on the Parks and Recreations Board for not even considering your entire unmarked history with the team. You won the championship, all of that. You said you've never had any complaints. Well, surely the board knows that. If they don't, you got to let them know. Uh, but having said that, uh, I, I just, these rules and standards at the park throughout, you know, they, they have to have some. It, it means that uh, you shouldn't get into it with parents of your opposing team or any team as a leader. You can't do that. You know, you're an example out there to these young kids that you're uh, mentoring and teaching and coaching. You have to have decorum. You have to have uh, some sort of self-control. You have to exercise that around these kids. And and uh, I'm sure the Parks and Recreations Board don't want to see you, you know, do that in front of the kids. And, and that's one of the reasons they suspended you. But I'm just surprised that they don't know your record. They haven't seen... Uh, you know, what you've done with these kids. And for the last 10 years, were they just trying to get rid of you? And this was what they needed to do that? I don't understand your winning coach, all of that, but you snapped and you lost it. Uh, Surely you, if anyone, deserves a second chance. Steve? Well, this letter has some missing information. It does. First of all, I feel for this guy. Mm -hmm. But you know, Parents and these kids, they start more mess. More mess has started in the stands, on sidelines, and in parking lots than ever actually happens on the field. That's right. Now, this all started. Somebody got called out. It was all over whether or not his son was safe or out during the game. Now, the little punk-ass boy probably slow and was out. <laughs> Not slow, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he's slow. <laughs> but, you know, you when you get called out, it's because you wasn't fast enough getting to one uh-huh. of them bases right. or back to a base. And somebody said you was out. Mm-hmm. Well, you out, man. Daddy and because like you it. don't have digital stuff like they do in the majors, you out. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a parent who can't believe that they slow-ass boy is out. (laughs) Like, he ain't ever been out before. Hey, Steve. Huh? You know Carla is a cheer mom. You know she's on the sidelines. You know she is is screaming. I'm talking Uh to her. Uh I'm talking to her, Shirley. You know she is. Uh Go ahead, you can cheer. Shirley, I said, I said the majority of the mess that happens Uh happens in the stands, Mm -hmm. on the sidelines, and in the parking lot. That's right. That's not true. true. This this letter is going to be about Carla. It is. Within the next two years. It's about Carla. That's why she's quiet. That's why she's, she's now, listen to heard a peep out of her. A parent yelled at me for uh-huh. calling his son out, arguing about Sigma. Like this boy, listen, folks, you know, uh-huh. if you play baseball, a great baseball player's batting average is 300. That's a great baseball player. You get a batting average by the corner of by how many 10 attempts at the plate do you get safely on base? That's oh. a 30% success ratio. Mm-hmm. If you're 30% successful in the major leagues, you are a very, very rich person. But you're going to be out seven times, <laughs> some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Pop out, fly out, ground out, tagged out, something. 
Mm. How the hell you got this little slow-ass 10-year-old boy, and now he out, you can't believe it. And I got some more news for you. This little ass ain't going to be playing Major League Baseball. How you going to say that? <laughs> see? See? Uh-huh. I can say that. Listen to Carla. See? Because uh-huh. his daddy going to ruin his damn career. Uh-huh. That's why. Well, now, things got heated. We had a shouting match mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Other parents and kids was around. You didn't see it as a big deal. See, that when you said it got heated in the parking lot and got into a shouting match, what was shouting? Well, see, that ain't in the letter, Shirley. He called him out of his name. That's all he said, yeah. Well, now, that could be a lot of things. I'm going to give you some examples that can get you banned from all parks. That we could say on the radio? See, he didn't, you didn't, no, I can't say none of this on the radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you was gearing yeah. up. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, hang tight, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up to this letter that's about Carla. Uh, subject, I don't deserve any of this. We'll be back at 23 after the hour. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we are back with part two of today's Strawberry Letter. I don't deserve any of this is the subject. Uh, Steve, you're down at the mentoring camp with 250 boys uh, getting ready to mentor them and set them on a path to um, great manhood and fatherhood and all those things. We applaud you definitely for that. Uh, And while you're there, you're still working. You're always working, always working. And uh, we want to hear part two of your response to today's Strawberry Letter, which is really disguised as a letter about Carla. Uh Yeah, this man that got banned from all parks and recreation, he can't go to games no more because he got in an argument with somebody on the opposing team Mm -hmm. about they slow-ass baby being out. Mm -hmm. Now, I done told you, seven out of ten is a major league player is out. Mm -hmm. You're going to be out. You get more outs than you do safes in baseball. Ain't nobody batting 600. (laughs) (laughs) They take the average ten swings at the appearance plate, and the average times you get on base. If you're 300, you're a rich person, and you're famous, and you're playing baseball the rest of your life. This little fuck ass boy probably ain't even been on base ever this year. Slow ass. Now he out. Now you in the parking lot arguing. Now you done got into a heated argument and you said what no big deal. Heated words was a change. You argued and all like this here. What did you say? That now has it where your ass can't go to no damn parks, dog. Yeah, he's banned from everything. What did you say yeah. about this man's boy? Yeah. Dave. And see, the reason I know, see, what happened was, after you went to the board in front of the Parks and Recreation yeah. Board, after you testified in witnesses, after mm-hmm. hearing from you and several witnesses, you were suspended indefinitely from coaching minors. Whoa. Wow. You yeah. can't even talk to kids no more. Wow. You damn near got to get registered. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that much. Oh, Steve. No, Steve. Steve. <laughs> you done said something so crazy. You little slow-ass boy. You are not an obsessed You can't be around no more damn kids. You, you can't so what did he say to the parents? I don't care a truck about your little slow-ass mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. Steve. 
I say, man, I think that was a bad call you made about my son out there. You, know? you think what was a bad call? He was, he was, the way I saw it, he was safe. He looked safe to me. Somebody give a damn about what you saw? Coach. Yeah. You ain't the only one got eyes out here. Well, you know, I mean, he come here every week, and all I'm saying is, you know, that, that reflects. He come here every week, he ain't been safe nine times this week. His <laughs> ass is out. But how you Slow think. ass boy. How you lucky I got him on the damn team. How you think that make him feel as a little boy for you to talk? to him that way when he he feels he was safe. Somebody need to raise him because you ain't. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you question his parenting oh, skills? Now you question me as a parent? <laughs> you I'm far. questioning you as a man with a boy that ain't really no damn baseball player. My son is the best player on this damn team. Man, your damn slow-ass boy ain't been on base this year. And dropped 14 fly balls. He got 16 errors in four games. That's because the sun was in his eye. <laughs> the sun in everybody's eye. Everybody the same sun on everybody else's out there. Ouch. He's slow and he can't see. I don't, I don't like the way you talk to me as a father, and I definitely don't like your coaching skills. Man, truck you, truck your son, truck your team, and truck all these people in this parking lot that's standing around like your ass is witnesses. You've been coaching for 10 years, huh, Coach? I don't give a sugar honey auntie about the parks or the damn recreation. Obviously. Well, I'm going to make some calls. You will not be here next year. That's for damn sure. Oh, make a call. <laughs> make a call. I didn't give a sugar honey <laughs> no damn call. You going to call on me? You going to make get your ass whipped in front of this little You know what's going to make you turn in your cap and your whistle, damn it, right now. My whistle. Uh oh. Hold on. Uh oh. Hold on. You trying to take my whistle? Uh oh. Oh. Well, I won't need the whistle because I'm going to squeeze your stomach because I'm going to push my whistle so far up in the crack of your ass. Hey, you going to blow my whistle for me. <laughs> Damn right. Take the whistle. You're going to be wearing the whistle in your ass. Coach, coach, <laughs> oh, coach, you out of here. Coach, damn right I'm the coach. I run all this and what y'all ass looking at? Oh, well, we got our phones. Everybody talking, y'all. <laughs> They're recording on the phone. All of well, coaching baseball is his passion. Yeah, it is his passion. Man. <laughs> Told y'all I was passionate about it. See, that's what happened to him. Well, you sure, yeah. That's what happens when you go in front of the parks and recreation board. Wow. And then that's what the witnesses said. And they got said. it on video. So huh? now he's miserable because now this is his daughter's first year yeah. and he can't even go to the parks. He's yeah. been banned from all parks. And you can't talk to no minds. <laughs> oh man, he said some crazy. He what has happened to he you? You the equivalent of a, <laughs> well, of a registered sex offender. <laughs> That's not equivalent. He got the same penalty. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Sex offenders can't go within a 200 yards of school. Playgrounds, nothing. Yeah. Uh -huh. So now that's what didn't happen to him. Now, dog, I know you didn't tell us what all happened. We feel for you. The only suggestion I have 
is maybe you could transfer your daughter where you'll be able to go see her play. But why should she have to suffer because your inability to keep your cool? <laughs> if I was you, I would appeal the decision. Go to the yeah. parks and recreation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell them you saw it. Go to the opposing father and say, man, can you help me? Yeah. I won't yeah. coach, but I do want to see my child play. Would you Go help to anger me, management please? class. Yeah, and anger oh. management, definitely. And or a move out of state. You kiss my... <laughs> or if you don't help me, then your ass is dead. <laughs> That's why you're banned. All right, Steve, we got to get out of here. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts today on the Today's Strawberry Letter at My Girl Shirley. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, Steve will give us an update on your mentoring camp. And we're going to talk to uh, one, one of your, your great uh, ment- mentors out there, Frank Hallam, who has a brand new book. Uh, Frank Hallam is next. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is brought to you by Masterbuilt. And Masterbuilt knows that your dad deserves the best this Father's Day. So enter for your chance to win one of 10 Masterbuilt smokers plus one lucky grand prize winner will receive a $1,000 cash gift card. To enter and to get rules, go to steveharveyfilm.com, click on the Masterbuilt banner, and help dad craft a smoked masterpiece this Father's Day by registering today. So, Steve, you're in Georgia, as we've been mentioning all morning. This week starts your mentoring camp down in Georgia, and um, you have a special guest with you, one of your mentors and a good friend. He's written a book called Manhood 101. It's a single mother's guide to raising a son. Uh, I'm bringing Frank on because there's an aspect of my mentoring camp that we don't talk about that much. Uh, We mentor boys. Our two main objectives at this mentoring camp is to teach manhood and dream building. Because if you can get them to understand what real men do, the real men honor God, real men go to church, real men raise their children, real men respect and honor women, real men are law-abiding, real men go to work every day. Once we get them to understand that, we have to fight against what they've learned on the internet, videos, music videos, and all this. Then we get into heavily into their dreams, which is something school systems fail to do. We focus on the dream to get boys to dream outside of their current conditions, their surroundings, and know that dreams are possible. And once we do that, then, then we can start shaping good men. But a big part of the program is we were teaching all this to the boys, sending them back home, and the mothers unknowingly were undoing what we had taught them. You Don't be doing all that. Get in the car. No, the boy trying to make sure you in the car. Get on that escalator so we can go. No, your boy waiting on you to get on the escalator first so if something happened and you fall, he can catch his mom. So we decided... Man, we got to help these mothers and educate these mothers about the attitudes and boys and things you could do. So Frank, who heads up the boys' mentoring program, he's like the second in command over there uh, behind me. But he is the hands-on, day-to-day guy that handles all of the mentors, all of the mentees, all of the aftercare programs because we stay in touch with all these boys. But Frank has written a book to help mothers to take home with them and to help moms who have sons on the things to look out for and how to talk and guide your son 
best you can until we get a male mentor in his life. So the book is called Manhood 101, A Single Mother's Guide to Raising a Son. Here's Frank Collin. Frank, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. What's going on? Good, man. So t tell us how the women's program works. Well, what we do, we give the moms the same principles that we give the boys. So we teach mom principles, too, of manhood so that they learn how to raise their sons. So we give them financial literacy. We teach them about STEM. We teach them about dream building. They think they can't continue to dream. So we let them know, hey, a boy's looking at you. He goes back home to being a product of his environment. He's looking at you. So you are the first one that he sees success and failures in. So the book has some coping skills that teach them how to look for doing things that the boy looking at his mom. I saw my mom become successful, and that's how I did it. See, that's really big because what we're finding out is that so many single mothers are faced with the daunting task of raising boys. And it's daunting for them because women have never been men. And they're so stuck because they love these boys with everything in them. And they'll do anything. All these mothers, you know the number one thing they say to us? I don't want my boy to go to prison and I don't want my son to die. Wow. And I don't know how to keep him out them streets. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to answer any of those questions. So Frank wrote this book, Manhood 101, A Single Mother's Guide to Raise a... How can she get it, Frank? She can go to frankhallum.com. That's frank, H-A-L-L-U-M.com. Frank Hallum, H-A-L-L-U-M.com. And you can get his book today. No one puts more time in with these boys than Frank. No one. Thank you, Frank, for that. Not I even appreciate me. that. Thank you. Frank handles all the aftercare programs for the boys throughout each mm -hmm. other throughout the year. Frank helps with the selection of the boys. And we have a lot of problem kids. Like I was telling y'all earlier, just how important this program is. Just yesterday, we got a call from a mother that first, before the camp started, crying hysterically, they got my baby. He had been picked up for armed robbery. So he couldn't come to the camp, so we lost the seat. Another boy was coming through the camp that one of my other mentors handles, frat brother Big Blue Colquitt. Mm -hmm. That boy got sentenced to prison yeah. yesterday, wow. so he won't be at the program. Wow. We are in a desperate state with saving our Crisis. young men's yeah. lives. Yeah. And, yeah. and we've got to help these mothers who are raising these boys, and we need more mentors. We need more men. We need more money. I keep funding best I can, but soon and very soon, through God's grace, and I will go from changing hundreds of boys' lives right. to millions of lives. Yeah. The goal is to save millions of lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I want to thank Frank uh, for coming out today. Yeah, thank, thank you, Frank, Frank for all that you. you do for the mm -hmm. program. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget, everybody, go to frankhollum.com. That's Frank, H-A-L-L-U-M. H-A-L-L-U-M. It's a very helpful book to single mothers out there raising boys. It's called Manhood 101, A Single Mother's Guide to Raising a Son. Go to frankhallum.com. That's frank, H-A-L-L-U-M.com. He is the director of male mentoring and empowerment for the Stephen Marjorie Harvey uh, Foundation. Thank you so great much. Job, you, Frank. Man, yeah, great Frank. job, Frank. Go, Go ahead, Frank. Go on down that hill, boy. Tell him, tell him, boy, big dog be down there in a minute. Got gotcha, you, brother. <laughs> Great thing you're doing yeah, uh, every year, job, Steve. Uh, we we appreciate you so much, um, and I'm sure all the single moms out there do. You can find more information about mentoring and how to how to join the mentoring camp for next year. Go to steveharveyfm.com.
Coming up at the top of the hour, a Nigerian man yes. buried his father in a BMW. He wanted to be buried that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this some sort of trend? We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, Steve, uh, there's a story in the news about this Nigerian uh, man who uh, honored his father by burying him in a luxury BMW. Mm -hmm. So um, instead of a coffin, um, <laughs> he tells why he did it anyway. Bef before we get to that, though, yeah. <laughs> Jay has a story for you that you have to hear. Steve, you have okay. got to hear this story. So our buddy George okay. Wallace, George Wallace, was at the club this week, mm -hmm. you know, and he talked about my mama, which is what he always does. And no problem. What got, club, right. Jay? The J-Spot. Is club? that the J-Spot? The J-Spot 5581 West Manchester Avenue, Los Angeles, California. Your club. Uh -huh. My club. So he dogs my mama. No problem. Mm -hmm. No problem. But I'm looking at George, Steve, and he's got a brand new set of teeth that 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 don't fit. I, either, either they're not his teeth. <laughs> And there's a there's a three year old with a grown man mouth <laughs> walking walking around somewhere with with an eighty three year old man mouth right now. Hey, are they too little? Steve, they about to come out. I, I was I was hoping they would fall out on the stage. On, on the stage. Hey. Yeah. Jay, are they little or too big? They're, they're not his. They're not his. <laughs> you saying he got baby teeth? They're, they're not baby. They're just in a small, they belong in a smaller mouth. That's what <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jay. Okay, Jay, let me ask you something. Let me ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Do, when he smiled, do uh, they look like corn? They look, they look tinier than corn. <laughs> they tinier. look like sunflower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, Jay, George, George Wallace got Tic Tac teeth. You know it. You know that, That's so tiny, man. All I'm saying is there's a little boy somewhere in school with the mouth of an 82-year-old man. <laughs> they didn't. They don't. <laughs> When he's talking, they, they look like they're about to leave him. Like, <laughs> like they look like they got something else so, to do. <laughs> there is a six-year-old somewhere smiling like Arsenio Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if you see George, please direct him so he can get his teeth from this little boy that's in school right now. <laughs> Now, let me ask you a question, Jay. Uh -huh. You got it. Did you go on stage and say that? Uh, uh, just like I said it to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's still my friend. <laughs> really? You still go? Team George? Jay, uh -huh. there's an audience hollering. Oh, they were crying. Because <laughs> they saw it. They couldn't see what I Everybody was. knew what was going Everybody on. Everybody knew what was going on, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't recall anything being wrong with his other teeth. No, I, no, he just got he got new teeth. New I don't teeth. know what what the hell going on with George. Uh -huh. You know, George is always trying well, to improve. He's always yeah. trying to improve on <laughs> his ugly. <laughs> <laughs> he trying to improve on his ugly. <laughs> so you saying it's a little boy with an eighty three year old mouth? <laughs> yeah, it's a little boy somewhere tearing yeah. up some peanut brittle right now. <laughs> 
Well, from that story to this story, Steve, uh, this Nigerian man who honored his father uh, by burying him in a brand new luxury BMW instead of a coffin has revealed why he did it. The wealthy man, identified as Azubuke, Azubuke. Uh, uh -huh, uh, revealed that he took the unusual step after he had promised his father he would buy him a flashy car. He said he wanted one when he does <laughs> But before he could achieve the dream, unfortunately, his father passed away. Uh, so after his father died recently, due to old age, in a remote village of... Uh, Ihialia, Ihialia. Nigeria, mm -hmm. uh, Azubuke brought a brand new car worth $66,000 from a showroom to bury his father and fulfill his promise. A picture of the burial caused a stir on social media. Uh, the photo taken at the funeral shows a huge grave dug six feet deep and a BMW being lowered into it. But before we buried him, we drove around because I did not want to bury him with a tank full of gas. <laughs> So I made sure we drove all the gas out of the car. So the people were waving at my father. And they were and so his daddy was in the passenger seat propped up. On the uh -huh. other side, yes. Uh -huh. On the other side. Wow. And we would go all to the village. The village people go, hey, how are you doing? And they had a song. They had a, a native a song. song. Oh, yes. You are the one with the Volkswagen. We're so sad that you're going. You are the one with the Volkswagen. We are so sad that you're going. BMW too. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know. They had never seen one anyway. Huh, we we didn't never see one like that before. So, so, so we put father in the right side. Uh -huh. We prop him up. Make sure the belt is on because you don't want nothing to happen to him. Oh, the seat belt. Make sure he has his belt on because he couldn't fly through the window. Oh this my! Is this boy. You, this boy here, man. <laughs> You didn't want that to happen. <laughs> but is that a trend, though, I'm hearing? A lot of people. On social media? If you have the money. Oh, If you have the money. But a, a lot of people have done that. You know, buried, somebody in Chicago did that one time. Oh, yeah, one time. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Back yeah, in the day, yeah. Yeah. One, a gangster oh, yeah, got a killed. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, buried in that? a Cadillac, sitting up yeah. in the Cadillac. And it was a dude in Detroit <laughs> yeah. that got buried in a casket, but they made the casket look like a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. I oh. Put wheels on it, a grill. Oh. Uh -huh. I figured out how I want mine set up. When oh, you walk wow. by me, you hear, watch out there now. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you walk no, by. No, Jay. What's the Jay. <laughs> At your funeral, I'm going to do one last joke. I'm going to have you in a closed casket. And then when I get up to talk, when I give them the signal, they're going to open it, but you're going to be laying in their ass naked. <laughs> Watch out there now. All right. Uh, thanks, guys, I think. Uh, Jay. Yeah, man. I'm going to bury you with blue Viagra pills all over your stomach. <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, we'll be back. Close the casket. <laughs> we'll be back with more of this ignorance on the Steve Harvey Morning Show That's right not, after this. That's not his own. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you're in Georgia for your annual mentoring camp. Uh, and in case you missed it yesterday, we played some of the mentees' testimonials. Take a listen. The importance of the mentors that are here, they're helping 
a hundred of us just understand what it takes to be men in the world. The experience here has been uh, life-changing. Being in this camp and learning what it means to be a man, being taught how to keep our heads up, our chest up, speaking with confidence. The mentors share their stories of what they've been through and how they accomplished their goals and how they overcame their fear and like their loss. A lot of people don't want to bother with kids who don't have fathers or are low income. And it teaches me that there are good people out there who care about others and are willing to sacrifice their times to see them succeed in life. It's been very helpful to see people that have been in our shoes in the past and that are successful, that are helping other people and that are overall just great men. I've learned that in order to be a man, it's not what clothes you have on, you know, how you look or, or how people, you know, see you. It's how you feel inside, how you carry yourself, how you cherish education, how you cherish being successful in life. Wow, so articulate. Man. Yeah. Man. You can learn a lot. You're definitely changing from those lives, young men. man. That mm -hmm. is great. That yeah. is really yeah. good. So, Steve, tell us about your, um, your, your mission to provide outreach to these fatherless young men. It's really rewarding. I know a lot of programs focus on education, and that's a beautiful thing. I, I'm, I may get into some educational things also, but I'm finding more and more and more that one of the major problems with so many young men in our decimated communities is just don't understand what manhood really is, and they're approaching it the wrong way. I also understand that they oftentimes become victims of their environment and surroundings instead of exploring the outside possibilities. The dream is a very, very powerful thing. The Bible says a man without a dream or a vision shall perish. If some of these neighborhoods, these kids don't have the right dreams and visions, they keep dreaming and visioning stuff that's right in front of them, and sometimes that ain't good. Now, some great people in the hood. It really, really is. But we've got to be there and leave a mental picture of what manhood is and give them, let them have some mental pictures and clarity on dreaming. And But not only dreaming, I teach them the principles of how to attain the dreams. It's amazing because the schools never ask children oftentimes enough, what could you do? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you, in your wildest dreams, what are you? Now they focus on education, and that's a great thing because you have to be educated to succeed. I understand that. Okay. But we also have to keep the dream and vision in front of these young boys. It changes their lives greatly. And you're doing a great job, and we applaud you every year, Steve, because you're down there working hard, as oh, are you know the men that yeah. are involved down there. So thank you guys so much. You know, right. every and thank you to all the volunteers, all my buddies, mm -hmm. Alex English, Steve Perry, Chef Jeff, Boomerang, JT comes and cuts the kids' hair, yeah. mm. talks about getting into Barber College, all these companies that come down here, Google is down here this year with mm. a big program, the Rock Ranch, the people from Chick-fil-A are making great contributions to this program, just a lot of companies, man who are, well, I can't say a lot of companies, but the companies that do help us, we really, really appreciate it. But the, the biggest thanks goes to my boys that come down here and help me remember. Yes. Uh, a lot of the mentees that come here, soldiers and stuff like that, but especially to Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Outstanding. And to the mothers who realize that they need no, something. they yeah. bring them. Mm -hmm. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Target is in the hot seat now, guys, apologizing uh, to offended customers after shoppers began slamming Target for offering baby daddy greeting cards ahead of Father's Day uh, this weekend. And after one Whoa. Twitter user, yeah, what? After one Twitter user uh, called them um, an insult to black fathers and a slap in the face to the African-American community as a whole, um, as a whole, we want all guests to feel welcomed and respected when they shop at Target. This is according to uh, Joshua Thomas, uh, a spokesperson for Target. He shared the statement on uh, Fox News. He said, uh, we were made aware of some concerns about this card last week and are working with our vendor to uh, have it removed from Target stores. One commenter pointed out that the inside of the card used the words husband and father and included a happy Father's Day and baby daddy is not a term of endearment. So uh, what do you think about the baby daddy, uh, baby daddy greeting card, Steve, and guys? I mean, does it have black people on the face of it? Yes, that's the image. Uh -huh. Did yes. they rhyme it? Yes. Was it rhyming? What do you mean? So, like I mean, they have a baby daddy day. Well, see, it, you know what? It's, it's like this. There are a lot of women who refer to their father, that's my baby's daddy. That may not be their husband. They may not even be in a relationship with him. This is the child of my father. And that little humorous term is that's my baby daddy. You know. Card. You're saying it's a fact that that is your baby's daddy. Oh, that dad. is that a is fact. A, I, I wouldn't rake Target over the coals for this. It's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, well, if, if, if people find it offensive, then just go ahead and take the card off the shelves and they said they do I that. I think they're doing That's that. That's it. But, yeah. you know, the heads of targets don't read every card that comes through the door. You don't know. You got buyers in every division of all these big stores. You got the greeting card buyer. You got the, you know, food buyer. You got the poultry. You got, you know, fish. You got the produce section. You know, these buyers, man, you never know. They could have just slid one in on them, you know. The makers of the card, hey, we got these great cards, da-da-da. I don't know that they read every single card that goes through. They order their Father's Day card from Hallmark or whoever. I think this one could have got in there. I don't I don't find it to be that, you yeah. know. Well, good thing they didn't have a I card, mean, the one that I was called, ODB. What? What? <laughs> Target don't have that one. Come on, you know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember uh, some years ago when Fantasia put that song yeah, out, Baby people, Mama? Yeah, she caught a lot of flack yeah, for that Yeah, she caught song. a lot yeah. of flack yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, do they have a, he ain't my daddy, but he here called? <laughs> <laughs> we had that one. Nah. Yeah. For the ones that, that, yeah. that are there? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. they, they, where that one at? <laughs> he ain't I'm daddy, but I'm feeding card. him. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. It's American greeting card, by the way. It's an American greeting yeah. card. Yeah. All right, well, go to all social media at Steve Harvey FM if you want to comment on the baby daddy greeting card, okay? <laughs> All right, coming up, it's Steve Harvey and his closing remarks. You don't want to miss it at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day um, on this uh, Father's Day weekend. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Send us home, Steve, with some closing remarks. Yeah, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you. Uh, my closing remarks are to say thank you. Thank you to the men out there who take the time out, who are on the ground floor of changing boys' lives. Uh, people like me, we get all the credit simply because we're famous and we got some money that we can give. But the people who do the real work, the people who really do the real work, 
are the soldiers, the foot soldiers that's on the ground, guys like Frank Hollum, who was our guest this morning, are the Qs, the Kappas, the Alphas, the Sigmas, the Iotas out there that's trying to change young men's lives, man. I would love to get with the entire Panhellenic Council uh, of uh, Black Greek fraternities and see if we can make a united effort, man, because these are college guys, man, guys that are doing something with their lives through their fraternities and organizations. And, man, if we mentored boys, if we made that a national claim for all of our fraternities, man, we could turn this thing around in these neighborhoods, man. We don't need governmental help. The government is not coming. They are not coming. They are not going to create uh, government programs for our community because flat out they just don't care. And they can't get their votes passed, certain groups of people, because certain groups of people don't believe in handouts. They call them handouts. They won't look at it as a hand up. They just want to call it a handout. That's not what it is, man. You know, people kill me. Like I was doing an interview with uh, Dr. Ben Carson one time on a serious station. And uh, they asked me, they were, he was talking one time about, in America, we need to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. And even though I really do like this guy, I think he's an incredible human being, man. I, ha I stopped and I said, well, look, it's easy to say pull yourself up by the bootstraps. But what if you ain't got no boots? We talking about a lot of people who don't get boots. See, America, you would think in America that everybody will be born with a pair of boots, regardless as you come. It's white people that don't have boots, man. It's Latinos that don't have boots. It's black people that don't have boots. These impoverished, these impoverished neighborhoods don't provide the opportunities that some other neighborhoods provide. So, yeah, it's easy to say pull yourself up by the bootstraps. But if you ain't got no damn boots, what you want these boys to do? And then they're not going to give them no boots because they want to keep calling it a handout as opposed to a hand up. We don't believe in subsidized programming. They're killing food in uh, inner city schools. We got, a, we got a hunger problem in this country. Why does America have a hunger problem? Why are we hungry in America, the greatest country in the world? Why we got people that's hungry? Why is not everybody entitled to the same education as everybody else? If you go to China, everybody gets the same education. They're doing the same thing. They go to school for free. If you want to go, it's free. No, we charge for everything. And then we award these different communities monies according to the tax bracket they're in. Oh, so when the money comes down from the federal government, it goes to the state level. You mean to tell me that the state then goes, well, let's look around our state and who see who pays the most taxes, who pays the most taxes, and that's who will get the most funds. Oh, really? So now there's another way where we can't get no new books, no computers, no school upgrades, no after-school programs, and no quality teachers. And we got some great teachers in the hood, so I'm not saying we don't ever get quality teachers. But we can't attract more of them because we can't pay them. And now we can't fix our schools up because the money they give us, we're trying to get some more books. What? So we can't get all the computers. So we can't fix what's happening in schools. How you can't repair a school, man? How a kid can't come in this great country called America and get an education without somebody going? When everybody else got an education, just stay in school. That's easy to say. Have you ever been to an impoverished school before? Have you seen the number of deaths? Have you seen the outdated materials that these kids are forced to live with? Oh, they got books, but they're not current. So now they're struggling passing the ACT and the SAT. Hey, man. We got to do this ourselves. 
because we got to quit thinking that the government going to ride in on the white horse. The white horse ain't coming. It ain't ever came for us. The white horse and the cavalry don't come over the hill in poor neighborhoods. Oh, the cavalry rides over the hills in the suburbs. But it don't come to rural areas. They just don't. They don't come to rural areas. They don't come to uh, impoverished communities. They don't come to ghettos. They don't come to the hood. The cavalry never comes there. Now, the only form of cavalry they want to send us is a police department that don't understand the people that they're trying to police. And we get further and further and further behind. But we can do something about this. We can make a difference. We can do something about this. If we each brother took the time and grabbed one boy, two, and just give them your number. I ain't saying you got to take no money out your family to mentor these boys. These boys need time. They need conversation. They need guidance. They need to hear a man's voice tell them they love them, that they're proud of them, that they'll come watch them at the game every now and then. That can change a boy's lives. That's what we're doing. And I want to thank all of the men that's helping me get it done this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Steve. Good job. And Thank happy you, Father's Steve. Day to you. Happy Father's You're Day. You're father to the fatherless. Not you, Junior. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, happy Father's Day, Jay. <laughs> happy Father's Day, Steve. Happy Father's, Father's Day, Jay. Jay. Happy Father's Day, up, Steve. Could y'all call my kids? Some of my seven kids are working. Could y'all call my kids and ask them to chip in and buy me something I want? And then have yours call mine. Yeah. I don't want no damn tie. I got tie. <laughs> I don't want no cologne, damn it. <laughs> don't buy me no old-ass gift. I don't want no damn compression socks. Uh, <laughs> tools? Any tools? <laughs> I don't want no tools. <laughs> I don't want no damn tools. I ain't fixing nothing. <laughs> you got people for that. I don't want a flashlight, damn it. <laughs> Will you guys enjoy your and Father's Day? don't buy day. me no damn scented candle. I forget it's over there. I don't even never like it. <laughs> we love Y'all have a great weekend, man. Yeah. man. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Business as usual is a thing of the past. These days, when it comes to helping businesses evolve and innovate, a little unconventional thinking goes a long way. T-Mobile for Business breaks with convention to help businesses realize new possibilities. They offer America's largest and fastest 5G network, a reimagined customer experience to give you solutions in the moment, and premium benefits like 5G with every plan. Get unmatched network support and value without any trade-offs. Details at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional. Open signal awarded T-Mobile fastest 5G network based on average speeds. USA 5G user experience report January 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some users may require certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com. 
Thank you.